The following is Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com. Welcome back. This is Nature of Business, and I'm your host, Chrissy Coughlin. Thank you for joining us today. We're very happy you're listening to our show. Uh, we're excited right now at the second part of our show to bring on Martin Flussberg. Martin Flussberg is the CEO of Powerhouse Dynamics, which was founded in 2008 with the vision of providing tools to help identify and eliminate wasteful energy consumption in the built environment. Martin has spent most of his career developing innovative technologies that address climate change, and we are thrilled to have him on the show. Welcome, Martin. Thank you, Chrissy. Happy to be here. Uh, how are you? Are you enjoying the warm weather today? Or I'm weather? loving the whole um, extended fall we've had here in New England. <laughs> it's been crazy. Um, I know we were both, we were talking about the weather earlier and just saying that just having that little tease of a little bit of sunshine on the face is uh, and feeling warmth really helps helps with the spirits. It does. And then <laughs> going outside and seeing crocuses and forsythia at the beginning of March just wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful. So I'm really happy to have you back in the show. There's been a lot of changes at Powerhouse. Uh, and why don't we start a little bit by talking about your evolution? I know we did this about six months back, but for the listeners who, who did not listen to that show, I'd love to get a little background on you. On me personally? On you personally and what's led you to uh, your current position. Uh, sure. So, um uh, as, as Chrissy mentioned, I, I've been involved in technology for a uh, uh, longer time than I'd like to admit. Uh, first part of my career was focused on the transportation industry, and uh, for the last 20 years or so, I've been focused on energy, and of course, they're, they're really very, very related and, and coming together. Uh, my last company, uh, which I co-founded in... 97, I guess it was, and sold it in 2005, uh, was focused on energy management, uh, working uh, through utilities, uh, both in reaching their customers and then doing things internally uh, within the utilities as well. And uh, um, the natural evolution to this company where we're selling directly to consumers and now small businesses is kind of a logical evolution, I suppose. Okay, and you're the, you really are the quintessential startup startup guy. You love you love the startup environment. We've talked about that, and and this is another example. Now, let's let's talk about uh, the latest and greatest. First, of all, let's get let's give a, a little bit of background, and then the latest and greatest that's going on there. Sure. So, Powerhouse Dynamics, uh, as Chrissy mentioned, was started in 2008. Uh, I was not one of the founders. Um, it was a classic garage startup up in Maine um, by a couple of guys that, that actually had an objective. Uh, they were uh, planning to build a uh, community sharing a uh, common PV solar power system, and we're trying to figure out how to allocate the cost back to the individuals. Came up with the concept of monitoring uh, not only the PV circuit but every circuit, and built a prototype of a product uh, initially aimed at consumers that would m- monitor uh, all the uses and sources of energy uh, in uh, in a facility, uh, initially a home. Uh, until that time, there were people looking at whole house energy use. Uh, there were people looking at monitoring PV, but nobody had really looked at not only bringing it all together, but making it so much more granular so that you could Mm -hmm. actually see everything that's going on. 
Um, somebody I knew uh, came across them, um, invested, uh, found out I had sold my company, asked me to get involved, and I got involved. It's close to three years ago. Uh, in um, in the, probably April of 2009, I, I agreed to become the CEO in June of 2009. And uh, what it intrigued me was this level of granularity, because um, if you're monitoring everything going on, uh, you now know what's happening. If you just tell a homeowner that he's using 3,000 watts right now, which was sort of the state of the art uh, at the time, uh, really isn't very helpful. Is that is that good? Is that bad? Where am I using it? What can I do about it? And one of the things that we talked about early on after I got involved was, uh, wow, um, there are products for large commercial companies, have been energy management products for a long time, but they're very expensive, and really there have been nothing for small commercial operations such as restaurants or retail stores or um, uh, perhaps small health clinics. Uh, and yet they tend to have even higher energy use, uh, higher energy use per square foot. And to have a product that lets you actually see everything going on in a facility becomes really important in terms of identifying uh, energy waste and identifying ways to do something about it. So right from the get-go, thought there was an opportunity in the small commercial market. Uh, the initial product design didn't really support that. It didn't support three-phase power, uh, which is what you have in most commercial facilities. Uh, but So what we set out to do is let's get the product out there on the in the residential market. Uh, let's prove that it works. Let's um, figure out how to enhance it. And once all that was accomplished, now let's build the next generation that also supports commercial. And we did that. The product was launched in the second quarter of 2010 to consumers. Um, we found that the typical homeowners saved 10 to 15 percent on their energy bill. Um, in many cases, as much as 35 percent, if not more, we continued to add functionality, including the ability to remotely control uh, thermostats, uh, HVAC systems, and then set out in 2011 to build a version of the product for small commercial, which we released in the second part of the year, tail end of the year, actually, in the fourth quarter, uh, mm -hmm. and have been now selling uh, and installing at places like restaurants, convenience stores, um, and and uh, actually a bunch of schools, uh, some office buildings, um, and um, uh, we'll see where else, uh, but, uh, but it's been very exciting. That is really exciting. So, t t walk us through the process of of installation. So, if you are, let's say, if if a small business owner is listening right now, or a restaurant owner, what what have you, and they're interested in this product, you, what do they have to do? So, um, in terms of, uh, so we sell it directly uh, as well as through a dealer network. Uh, dealers will tend to do installations. We also have a nationwide installation network of electrical contractors who could do it, or um, a restaurant or a facility can use their own electrician. Basically, what we have are monitors that go inside each electric panel in a facility uh, with sensors that uh, clamp onto every circuit. These devices have radio, wireless radios that communicate to a centralized gateway that we install in the facility, and that gateway uh, talks to the network in the facility either by uh, direct Ethernet connection or Wi-Fi connection, and then that uploads all the data to the cloud uh, where, where the heavy lifting is done in terms of, of the analysis. 
what that allows us to do, it becomes really interesting, and I'll give you some examples. Uh, early on, say, in some of the restaurants we installed in, it becomes really clear when you're monitoring, let's say, a couple hundred circuits, um, that you've got a lot of things that are on when they shouldn't be on. This is a low-hanging fruit, mm-hmm. things that are on at night. Um, there are situations which we've seen where someone will come in in the morning, say, at 6 o'clock. Uh, they're not serving to lunch, but they turn everything on, including every grill and every fryer and everything else. Mm-hmm. And uh, typically the facility manager has, uh, or the store manager, restaurant manager, has no idea how much they're spending on some of these things and are flabbergasted to discover that they're spending hundreds of dollars a month uh, because there are things on that when they don't need to be on. So that's kind of the low-hanging fruit um, that you can see pretty quickly. Other mm-hmm. things that happen are there are problems with equipment. Now, you go into a commercial facility like a restaurant, they have an enormous amount of cooking equipment, refrigeration equipment, HVAC equipment, uh, all sorts of different things. And things go wrong all the time. Uh, With a system like this, you can actually spot it perhaps before it gets too serious. Suddenly, a device is using a lot more energy than it used to. Uh, The pattern is all wrong. Uh, We've seen all sorts of different things with uh, freezers that uh, the frost cycle kicks in uh, every hour instead of every day. dryers that run all night because there's a, uh, there was a broken solenoid in one case. Lots of different things that we're seeing uh, where equipment problems happen, and they can happen at any time. And so the, you're having an ongoing relationship with these entities, it sounds like. I mean, you're not just going in there and, and installing and saying, good luck, and I hope your energy bills go down, well, and they will, by the way. You're actually having a conversation with these people and guiding them through the process. Yes and no. Uh, so okay. a lot of that conversation is automated. Um, okay. So the, uh, uh, the customer can set up a whole series of alerts to alert them of different things that are happening. And these can go out to different people. They can go out by email or text message. So there could be an alert about, you know, my budget for the month is $4,000. Let me know if it looks like I'm going to exceed that budget. Or let me know if any of these pieces of equipment are are on during non-business hours. Or let me know if it looks like the freezer door has been left open or um, uh, a a, uh, piece of equipment is using a lot more energy than it used to or suddenly has stopped working. Uh, or um, there's uh, in commercial facilities, there's something called a demand charge. They get charged not just for the usage, but for the peak demand during the month. Um, they can get an alert that says, gee, you're about to exceed your previous peak. If you don't do something quickly, uh, your bill's going to go up by this much. And here are all the things that are on right now that you can turn off or do something with. Or do you want us to turn down your air conditioning system or whatever it may be? So a lot of the... Um, um, analysis, if you will, and diagnostics are actually automated, and they can get set up and and, and get the kind of information they want. What we've been doing with these early customers on the commercial side is we have a handful of pilots that we actually are working with closely um, for a variety of reasons, Uh, uh, one, to make sure that things line up well with what their needs are, uh, but also to help identify how they're using it and what would be uh, more va- what would be additional value so that we can make modifications uh, to improve it and increase the value to them. So um, we're not planning to have uh, a, an ongoing relationship. 
or we weren't. Uh, we have been asked in some cases, there are companies that would find it valuable. So it may be a service okay. that we provide. Okay. Well, let's just, I would think that um, in some cases for people who are the learning curve, it sounds like it's a relatively quick learning curve and that the automation really does all the work for you. But I'm sure that, like me, there's a technology fear factor <laughs> where you you want, you want to make sure that you actually have a, a sense of what, what's going on um, with, the, with the e-monitoring system. On the, in, in, along the same lines is, is, is the general learning curve and understanding. Is this fun for these people? Is, this, is, is, is there a gamification part of this? Um, interesting. I mean, it's certainly fun for has been uh, fun for a lot of our residential customers, um, and uh, uh, I think it was uh, one of the reviews that happened last year around Christmas time. Mother Nature, Mother Nature Network wrote a review of uh, made a recommendation of the product as a green gift for the holidays, and actually made the statement: "Dare we call energy monitor management fun?" Um, there may be some interesting things uh, happening in the commercial world. Um, you know, one of the things that we offer here uh, with the product is a benchmarking capability. So we're selling into chains and offering insight into comparing different facilities. Uh, what's the cost per square foot? What's the cost per operating hour? But not just on the facility basis, because of the level of granularity, you can look at what's the refrigeration cost per square foot between these facilities? What's the heating cost per square foot. And we've had some conversations about the extent to which this becomes a challenge for individual managers who could be looking at how they're doing against their peers. And you get some gamification along those lines where you now you've got uh, you know, a, a, a peer network that you're comparing yourself with. And as we all know, uh, people respond very differently when, when they have that kind of competition. So I think there's some interesting opportunities in the, in the business world. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are differences. You know, homeowners, uh, we have some that log into this constantly, and they just love it. They love looking at the data. They love playing with it. And business owners don't have the time. It was really interesting in my last company where we had – online energy analysis that we offered through utilities. So we had about 100 major utilities that made this available on their websites. It was all run by us on our servers. Um, And what was fascinating to watch is we could see consumers logging in to it when they got to work. So 8 o'clock on the East Coast, uh, 9 o'clock Chicago, 10 o'clock Denver, 11 (laughs) o'clock in California. And business customers... They log in at night. Um, Interesting. So okay. Not what you would expect. Uh, kind of a, a different behavior where the consumers did it at work. They played with it, and business people were were um, you know kind of busy during the day, and so they'd get home at night and they take a look at what was uh, and it, you know they go in and and do some analysis. Uh, you know that wasn't monitoring what was going on. Um, you know one of our locations. Um, that we uh, are working with, or actually several, um, it's a it's a it's a group. Uh, they had a policy before of sending out uh, emails to their all of their store managers uh, in the evening to kind of uh, make them aware of everything. So our alerts have been set up to go to that group, um, so that in the evening they get alerts about are there things happening that they should know about. Uh, and they're probably not in the stores any longer when that happens. 
Wow, that's really interesting. Cool. Let's talk about let's talk about energy efficiency in general. You know, I I mentioned to you when we talked earlier this week that uh, I had Ian Bowles on last last week in the show, and we were talking about alternative energy and the state of it, the state of affairs of alternative energy, and we we talked quite a bit about energy efficiency, um, particularly in the Northeast, where there are a lot of homes and facilities that need to be buttoned up. They're older and they're leaking and people are just basically throwing their dollar bills to the wind. Do you find that it, there's an advantage in the Northeast to to running a business like this in the sense that people, they really want to, want to in, inherently save money and to do the right thing? Well, we, we, we sell throughout North America, Central America, and the Caribbean. Um, so, okay. uh, uh, and uh, it, it, it is interesting. We have seen demand uh, not quite coincide with red states versus blue states, okay. um, but, uh, but close. And, and the places where it's not is you've got uh, states like uh, the Pacific Northwest, where a uh, lot of interest in energy efficiency, but energy costs are very low. You've got a state like Texas, where there isn't a huge amount of interest in energy efficiency, but energy costs are really high. Uh, mm-hmm. or, or um, energy usage is really high because of the weather pattern. So we do see interest in a lot of different places. I think, you know, the Northeast certainly is one. And energy efficiency, I don't know if Ian used the expression, uh, the fifth fuel that, that sometimes is used. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it is low-hanging fruit. And what's interesting, you know, I've been asked in the past, why, why don't people seem to get excited about energy efficiency? And one of the reasons is you don't see it. You see a solar panel, you see a windmill, you don't see energy efficiency. Um, and we, I don't remember if I used this analogy last time, Chrissy, but uh, we, we joke about our typical uh, consumer um, uh, customer has a Prius in the driveway and a Hummer in the basement. So, uh, <laughs> you didn't. I don't think you did. That's I that's didn't do good. That one. Well, that, that described it. It's the folks that they're very energy efficiency, but they have these huge houses and feel a little guilty about it. But the Prius, of course, became successful in part because it stood out. It was different. It made a statement. People kind of got got their hands around it, uh, and um, it's hard for for efficiency. Now, we've been doing a great job uh, in the Northeast. You know, Massachusetts. Uh, has a rivalry with California of which state has done the best in in energy efficiency through programs that go back 20 years, and both states have made amazing strides, huge improvements, and yet there's still so much more that could be done. I mean, you know, we're we're finding consumers just with the information saving 10%. You add in, in you know, without even going and doing the, the weather stripping and some of the many other things that need to be done. Um, replacing appliances and, uh, and a lot of things. And, you know, we make great stride with appliances, energy efficiency. Uh, a refrigerator today uses about a quarter of the energy of a refrigerator 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And yet I commonly, you know, I, 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 I get at, at uh, parties, I'm always uh, asked to do a, a virtual energy audit of people's homes because uh-huh. people know what I do and they come up to me and say, I'm spending so much money, what am I doing wrong? And, and it doesn't take me too long to kind of figure it out. So they're very proud of the fact that they kept a 30-year-old refrigerator and it's in, the, it's in their uh, garage 
and um, it's their beer fridge. And I, you know, tell them that they're probably <laughs> spending $35 a month, ask them how many beers they drink, and when they tell me three a month, point out it's costing them about $12 a beer. Uh, <laughs> wow, they, that's, they, a real, they that's interesting, attention, huh? You know, gets their attention. You know, or I've had people that are so proud. They've had their heating system for 50 years. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? No, it's no. not. I mean, current heating <laughs> systems are dramatically more efficient and will pay for itself in no time. So uh, lots to be done, um, even even in a, a state like Massachusetts, where I am, which has done a lot in New England in general, has done a lot over the last 20 years. But yeah, there's a lot more. You're, mm-hmm. you're quite right about that. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you go to the Boston Garden, you can pay $12 for a beer regardless. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's what happens so to me. You get to watch a game for another right. however many hundred dollars. <laughs> No, that that is really interesting though because it is, um, you know, you, you get the 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 Yankee mentality too of you know why you know why get rid of it if it isn't broken, you know exactly. that, that yeah, and that's uh that's definitely a, a battle, you know, and, and it's interesting, you know, one of um my my sponsors on the show Nashua Better Buildings, um, they are they're 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 doing this kind of stuff too. They're really buttoning up houses and it, it's an, it, I, I was interested to hear your, your you say that if you have with education just general basic education that you get what did you say 10 percent savings in 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 you know, just from knowing what to do just 101 well, not, not just knowing. i mean that was in the case of our product which gives you okay. real feedback on what's going on i think um you don't get quite that with the education but I, as I'm sure you're aware, there have been a lot of surveys that show that people just don't know anything. And it's amazing because utilities have been spending a lot of time and effort over the years to try to educate the population. And they're a lot more educated than they used to be, but still a long way to go. It's it's is just a mystery to a lot of people. You get a bill from a utility and tells you how many kilowatt hours you've used. Um, doesn't give you much information. You know, yeah, that doesn't uh, really help. I mean, yeah, I, I get these like, bills it's like, and yeah. yeah, it's like going to the supermarket, uh, <laughs> you know, and buying stuff, and then you get a a, a a bill at the end of the month saying you used seventy three thousand calories, and here's your bill for seven hundred and twelve dollars. Good luck. Um, right. That's right. exactly what you get from the utility, and so it's very it's it's very mysterious for people as to what they're spending on and what they can do about it. Hmm. So what is the what's what's on the agenda in the in the next year? Or so what what are you building out? What's the plan? Uh, for the well, so a um, bunch of things um, that we'll be doing uh, certainly on the commercial side, um, adding more enterprise type functionality um, to support a variety of things. Uh, uh, Near term additional sensors, um, a lot of call for monitoring temperature, whether it's in inside refrigerators and freezers or at various points in the HVAC system, uh, sensors along those lines. Uh, we'll be rolling out a third-party lighting control system that's integrated into our application, uh, third-party uh, uh, outlet controls. Uh, we're not building any controls ourselves. We, we do have a third-party okay. uh, thermostat that we use that, that already is rolled out. So uh, a lot more automation, a lot more information, uh, enhanced reporting capabilities. Um, uh, part of it will see kind of the feedback that we get. Um, but there are, you know, a lot of similarities. The product is very similar between the residential and commercial. You know, uh, in fact, it's it's interesting because we've we're already finding that we've got consumers that own 
that are customers that own businesses that are interested for their business and businesses where they're all consumers and now they're interested in installing it in their homes uh, because they get the message. But there are differences for commercial. Uh, you know, the benchmarking, a uh, very important one uh, that I talked about, a uh, lot of things like that that will be more and more functionality that will build out. Uh, adding the ability to save more and supporting the way these companies use the product better. It's so exciting. It really is. It's it's the synergy there between residential and commercial is 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 amazing, and um, it just seems like you're just you're just on a real upward trajectory here with the company, which is is cool. Well, I, I'm, we're excited, and we feel that way. Uh, long way to go, and uh, you know we're we're targeting this market, the the small commercial market, which is. Uh, uh, only about 10% of these uh, types of facilities have any kind of energy management. So, um, huge uh, opportunity, uh, and um, we're excited to uh, to take advantage of it. Excellent. Well, thank you for coming on the show and giving us the latest and greatest. It's it's really exciting to hear, and um, I hope that you know our listeners log on to powerhousedynamics.com and, and learn more about it. And of course, you can get in touch with me um, through Nature Business if you want more information too. Thank you, Martin, for, for the time. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show, Chrissy. You're welcome. And I'll, I will see you soon. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Take care. Bye. The proceeding has been Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with greenbiz.com. 